Well, hello, hello, hello. It is Matt Williamson here coming at you. I am recording this Tuesday early afternoon, and I just got to tell you, I spent the whole morning previewing, reading, watching, studying, writing about, and researching head-to-head matchups coming up, and it made me excited. So the season is here. The, The week is officially, you know, week one. And I want to give you my predictions for the whole league. That's that's today's show. We're going to go division by division. I have the Bills winning the East. I don't think you're going to get a lot of blowback on that. I think Miami's trending the right direction. I think the Patriots are trending the wrong direction. And even a year from now, I might be convinced that the Jets are in the playoff hunt. I'm not convinced of that now. Um, I think Miami is probably second in that division. And in the AFC... It's just so brutal. I mean, I think you'll probably need 10 wins to get in. I don't, I'm not sure that my, I think Miami could get there. We'll get the wild cards in a minute. In the North, I think this one goes down to the wire. Bengals versus Ravens. Maybe it's even a tiebreaker situation or their head-to-head games to decipher the, the division title. A week 18 contest could be the, the down to the wire type of deal. I'm going to take the birdies over the Bengals to win the division, though. Um, Just trust the organization a little bit more. I mean, they won, what, nine games, eight games last year when the wheels were off. I mean, if that's the worst, if that's bottoming out for Baltimore, they'll probably get to 11-ish or whatever, certainly be in the hunt in the division. Um, I have the Steelers third. I think the Steelers do beat out the Browns for third place in the North. But I have the the Ravens this year as King of the North. Um, South. South is very easy for me. It's a Colts. I don't think the Colts are a contender, but I think they're solid. Uh, Not a lot of weaknesses. I think Ryan is a boost at the most important position. Taylor Pittman is enough. Good defense. I think the the wheels come off in Tennessee. In fact, I actually think you might see Malik Willis as the starter in week 14 or so, when things are, when all hope is lost. I think the offense will crumble this year in Tennessee. The other two are just too far away. But one of my favorite bets that I did put down was Jacksonville to win the division at plus 700. So I think there's a chance. I think that they're going, you know, very much going to take a big step forward. AFC West is the hardest division out there, obviously. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um... I just trust the Mahomes-Reed combination almost like a Brady-Belichick level for this NFL we have today. And Reed just destroys, destroys AFC West teams head-to-head. In a super competitive division, I think that's the difference. They may start a little slow. They're going to have to play differently in Kansas City this year. But I do think that they come out roaring at the end when it matters most. Um, my wild card teams, I don't have any from the East or South. I have the Chargers battling the Chiefs, much like the Bengals Ravens, down to the wire and just getting edged out for the, by the Chiefs for the division lead. But I have the Chargers as my number one wild card team, the Bengals as my two, and Denver as my three. I mean, that's a stacked group of AFC teams, if it does play out that way. Really brutal conference. Um, Denver's defense actually kind of worries me. You know, the Fangio leaving, 
They've lost a few guys like Vaughn Miller, you know, that they've been counting on over the years. So I I don't think that, you know, adding Wilson is massive, but I think people are overlooking a little bit that the the defense might just be average. Uh, Let's do NFC predictions. The East. I have the Eagles winning the division, and I'm quite confident about it, to be honest with you. I understand Dallas's, you know, star power and what they've done lately, and they definitely have the best quarterback in the East in Dak Prescott. I just think the Eagles are really hard to play against. Two dominant lines, big people, throw A.J. Brown in the mix, an unorthodox style of football on offense, makes them tough to play against, tough to prepare for week to week. I think the Eagles take a big step forward, win 11, 12 games, and win that division going away. I also think the Packers win their division going away. You know, I'm not really going out on a limb there. Um, I could see their season starting a little slow and a lot of running the ball, playing defense. They're my favorite defense in the league this year. And then Rodgers figuring it out and really developing a passing game in the second half of the season, uh, maybe they even sign an Odell Beckham or something like that when he gets healthy. And I think that they have a lot of momentum late in the year. Trust the organization. I've been a little chalky here, but I'm going to switch it up in the South. I'm taking the Saints to win the division. Um, I think they have a top three type defense. I don't see a lot of holes on offense. Their weapons are so much better than they were last year. Winston didn't play much last year, but he played very well. Um, The coaching change slightly bothers me, but there's still a lot of continuity in that building. And the Saints generally really play the Bucs tough. And I think that those head-to-head matchups might be enough to push the Saints over Tampa to win that division. Uh, that's the the foe that the Bucks like playing the least. And you can see why. They're big and physical and they beat up on Brady. Uh, in the West, I took the Rams. Um, I'm a, They're a little fragile to me. I mean, it's a rebuilt offensive line. Uh, counting on a lot of not brand name players to protect Stafford. Um, and they're stars. And they're so star laden. I mean, they're a stars and scrubs type of team. Have stayed remarkably healthy. Will that keep up? I'm not going to bet on injuries to, to beset them any more than anyone else. So I think the champs still win their division. My wildcard teams in, this, in the NFC, Tampa's the top seed. Again, just got edged out by the Saints. But there's some age and injury mojo right now in Tampa that I'm not loving the vibes. But I still think they end up in the postseason. Um, maybe they're a nine-win team, not a 13-win team. You know, some struggles with that interior line. When's Godwin going to be right? Things like that. Uh, My other two wildcard teams are San Francisco. Even if Lance struggles, I think they can win the ball, you know, win with a really good defense, a really good pass rush, running the football. And Jimmy's there if there's a disaster. I trust that team to be a double-digit type of win team. Ten wins, I think, gets you in in the NFC. And then I was really torn for that seven spot, if it's going to be the Cowboys or the Vikings. And I went with the Vikings um, reluctantly. I mean, that was really a coin flip for me. And I think a lot of people look at the Vikings and say, oh, coaching change. You know, not every coaching change is going to work out for the better. I mean, and Minnesota's one that might not. But they will throw the football more. I don't see a ton of weaknesses on that team. That offense is really solid. 
They were also hit hard by injuries. You know, guys like Daniel Hunter, that I think could go a long way getting those guys back. I think the pass rush will be good. So I think they sneak in with nine or ten wins just over Dallas. Um, I'll come back with my Super Bowl prediction as well as MVP players of the year, stuff like that here in a moment. the Bills win the Super Bowl. Boring. I know. Um, I think Mahomes and Allen have another epic battle. Ollie Frazier, AFC Championship game in Buffalo. Allen wins that one. He wins, wins round two, advances to the Super Bowl, wins the whole thing. Now, if you gave me the field versus Buffalo, I would definitely take the field. I don't think that they're so much better than everybody else, but I think I like their path to get a one seed in that division. Nobody wants to play games in Buffalo, and I think that gets them to the Super Bowl where I have them winning it. Um, kind of boring on the other side, but I almost wasn't. I almost took the Eagles uh, to, to go to the Super Bowl. My problem is, while I think Hurts will be fine and he's going to be their guy, can he outduel? Stafford Rogers Brady, you know, a couple of weeks in a row in the postseason, probably not. And that's what we saw last year, you know, against that Bucks D. They made Hurts beat him, and he couldn't. Um, I think he'll be better equipped to do it this year, but I couldn't quite go there. I was actually sort of tempted to take the Saints for all the reasons I mentioned before about them winning their division, but I'm going with Green Bay, and again, it's kind of chalky. Uh, as I mentioned before, I think that they figure things out with the passing game as the season goes along. Rodgers puts on a Superman cape, and the defense and running game is already intact. And by the end of the year, nobody wants to play Green Bay, especially in Green Bay in the playoffs. And I think with that defense, they're more equipped to win bad weather postseason games, as is Buffalo. So I have Bills over Packers in the Super Bowl. Um, a couple individual awards. I have Mahomes as my MVP because sort of like Rodgers, but because it's that division, I have the Chiefs winning. If he wins without Tyreek, you know, kind of like Rodgers without Adams and wins that division and plays differently, matures a little bit, you know, grows up, you know, checks the ball down. I think he's the front runner for the MVP. And I, I like that one. Pretty, I don't want to say easily. Nobody wins the MVP easily. Here's an interesting one, though. My defensive MVP is Derwin James. Now, I think he's the, the Palomalu, that he's going to do everything. He's going to roam. He's going to blitz. They can protect him now with better defensive tackles. They gave him huge money. He's going to cover tight end. He's going to cover Travis Kelsey and Waller. He's going to cause, you know, turnovers. He's going to play deep middle. And I think when it's all said and done, he has seven sacks, two fumble recoveries, six interceptions, a buttload of tackles, big plays on Sports Center every week. 
And that's my guy. I, I don't know what if he's even the guy you can bet on. I'm sure the odds are long. Of course, Donald, Watt, Garrett, those guys, even Nick Bosa are, are the, my front runners. But I wanted to put Derwin's name out there. I think that's very possible. Uh, rookies of the year. I know there's some Steelers involved here offensively. I just don't think Pickett gets enough playing time to really get in the conversation. And what slows me down a little bit on Pickens is in two receiver sets, I don't know that he'll be out there. So that's tough. Uh, offensive rookie of the year this year in general. I mean, I don't think there's not going to be a starting week one quarterback. That's a rookie might be quite a while until we see the quarterbacks, including Pickett, even Brees Hall, who's the leader in the clubhouse and is like the first fantasy guy taken of the rookies. He's going to have share touches with Carter and how good will that offense be overall? Um, so I'm going with Drake London and I don't love London. I thought he was a little bit overdrafted. But when it's all said and done, there'll be some garbage time there late in games. I bet his stat line is pretty impressive, you know, and it's a down year for offensive rookie of the year candidates. I think it's a a year that a receiver, maybe a Lave or somebody somebody like that could actually, you know, get, get it this year. It sets up well. Defense, I'm kind of boring, and we saw him a couple weeks ago. I'm taking Hutchinson with the Lions. I don't think he's... Watt, Bosa, you know, those, you know, Garrett, those type of dudes. But I do think he is a double-digit sack guy in year one, and that probably gets it done. You know, guys like Trevon Walker are a little raw. Uh, I think Hutchinson is ready-made for the league. Uh, the last one I have here is, um, oh, yeah, Offensive Player of the Year, which I think is kind of a dumb award, to be honest with you. What it should be is Offensive Player of the Year that's not a quarterback because quarterback always wins the MVP. It should be other offensive player of the year, you know, and so that's how I'm going to do this. There's some running backs in the mix, um, but I don't know the one stands out. You know, Taylor certainly is possible. McCaffrey, they're, they're the top two picks probably in your fantasy league. I picked the Vikes to win it. If, you know, if Dalvin Cook goes 17 games, could he get that honor? It's possible. I'm going with another Viking, though. I think I'm going with Justin Jefferson. I, I trust this guy to basically get to 1,400 yards every year, which he basically has, and I know he hasn't been a huge body of work, but he's just hitting his prime, which is scary, consistent, going to be used, quote, in the Cooper Cup role, but the Justin Jefferson role the last two years was just fine anyway, and... My big key here is, I mentioned the coaching change, whether it works for the better or not, they're going to throw the ball more. So if the passing pie in Minnesota increases by 10%, 15%, whatever it is, you know, 100 more throws a year, I don't know what the numbers will be, nor does it matter, but he's probably going to end up with 200 more yards than he would have, you know, and Justin Jefferson with 1,500 yards and a dozen touchdowns. Might just win that award this year. So I was a little tempted to take Pitts. I just couldn't take Pitts and London. And team's not going to be good enough. And it doesn't go to tight ends anyway. Um, there's some other receivers. Jamar Chase certainly absolutely could win it of non-quarterbacks best offensive player. I think that would be a strong one. And I would put a couple ducats on that as well. Um, but that's going to do it. Um, we have a couple days till game time, baby. And we have a game Thursday night, which is awesome. So over and out. See you.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.